0: Alright, what is up everybody? Welcome back to another episode of To Be Honest. Uh, today I've got a really exciting episode for you with one of my favorite people, one of my clients and just a long-term friend now, Sammy Joe. And uh, real quick before we get into anything about Sammy, I gotta just make sure I do this. If you guys would like to support the podcast, or if you'd like to support Stace and I, go ahead and shop at Arms Race Nutrition. Uh go ahead and use code Kyler to save a little bit of money this is vigor it's their creatine blend and strength formula and it's one of my favorite products from them and they actually uh this is a newer flavor I think the label's like super dope but uh it's moon or apple pie moonshine and it basically just tastes like apple cider in my opinion but boom shameless plug out of the way Sammy uh, <laughs> let's talk about you so go ahead and tell everybody who you are what you're about and anything you want them to know about you
1: Hey, guys. My name is Sammy Joe. I am actually one of Dedicated Training Systems' new coaches. I am also nice a man. bikini competitor. I'm a YouTuber, social media content creator, um, kind of a lot more wrapped into that, um, but also <laughs> one of Kyler's clients. I've been training with him for almost two to three Jeez. years now. Yeah, and yeah then, wow. Uh, yeah. It's been a long time. <laughs> um, and then I just started competing in March of 2022. Uh, so fairly new to the, uh, competitor scene, but loving it so far.
0: Yeah. And you're crushing it too. So that's super mm-hmm. exciting. <laughs> so, um, for those of you guys listening, you're going to always get like some cool sneak peeks on this podcast. This is kind of where I'm just going to let it all hang out. <laughs> Sorry. It's a weird way of saying that. (laughs) Yeah, not literally. I promise. We're not that explicit. Um, Okay. So, um, but yeah, so we haven't officially announced Sammy as a dedicated training systems coach yet, but she is going to be our first female coach and she's going to do an incredible job. So um, she has just been an incredible competitor and client along the way, and I'm super proud of how far she's come. Thanks. but anyway sam um today i really want to talk about your experience so far in the competition space and since we just got you started in 2021 we got you your first win in that was march right yeah 2022 so oh i'm so sorry um in we 2022, technically
1: started prepping in 2021
0: so same semantics so um we got her her first win back in march and then we did a couple of other shows this year and she is just one of the most determined and hardworking people i know so um really love having sammy on here really excited to dive deeper into this but sammy go ahead and let's talk about the uh basically your first year of competing i wanted to ask you are there any significant unique weird experiences that you've had that are notable enough to mention or just anything really cool that you've learned?
1: I think just the competing process in general, you learn more about yourself and what you're capable of doing than probably anything else you'll do in your life. Going from just having fitness as a lifestyle and enjoying myself and Learning to love working out and changing that lifestyle in general to hardcore competing, tracking macros, like down to the grain of rice that you're eating. Um, I think that in general and really realizing what you're capable of doing as a human and what our bodies are capable of doing, like it's just a tenfold like experience and even like down to like peak week, that was the biggest, I think that would be the most, like crazy thing that I obviously I experienced, but like peak week, the week leading up to your show, the changes in your body, like it's not physical anymore. It's all mental. And I think that was the biggest, uh, like shocker for me in the best way possible, really, because the whole time you're like, yeah, I'm doing this. I'm training hard. This kind of sucks, but it's really fun at the same time. in like this really weird way. (laughs) And then peak week happens and you're like, did I train hard enough? Did I eat enough? Do I look good enough? Like what, like everything that you just did for the last 12 weeks, like you're literally contemplating your whole entire life. And then it just 100%. gets mental from there. And it's like, you're working out and you're like, wow, that set was great. And you start crying and you're like, why, why, why the fuck am I crying? Like what? And then someone comes up to you and they're like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. Like, what do you mean? I'm, yeah. I'm great what? and then I just of keep working so. out yeah. Yeah. and then you just keep working out and then your set's done and you start crying again. And you're like, I hope no <laughs> one's watching me because I'm fine, but I literally just can't control the crying. Like I think that was the yep. craziest part for me was that whole mental, the shift from
0: physical to mental. Totally. And I'm going to relay something that you said to me leading up to that, uh, this last show you straight up go, is it normal to feel bipolar during that? <laughs> yeah. And I was like,
1: yep. I <laughs> 100%. literally, and like, I- I'm, I, I, you, obviously, you know me. I'm a Pisces, yeah. so I'm an emotional person as it is. So I'm just very same in tune here. with my feelings. But I was like, okay, I'm feeling a little psychotic right now. Like, is this normal? <laughs> yeah. Like, you've been doing this long enough. You can tell me. I'm like, is what I'm feeling normal, or am I just like yeah. actually going crazy? <laughs>
0: nope, you are completely normal. And I just, I love that comment when you said it. So I was like, this is so relatable because I'm the same way. Like, yeah. you literally would have seen me crying in the gym in my presence <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um, I love that. Uh, basically just diving into like the mental health aspect of things I think is really mm-hmm. important. Um, and so I kind of wanted to ask you like in regards to your mental health leading up to the show, besides the bipolar aspect of things, I know that we, <laughs> <laughs> we dealt with a little bit of body dysmorphia and some comparison stuff. Did you want to touch on that at all?
1: Yeah. So I feel like especially during my fitness journey, I would say is so I've been you know, in my fitness journey for about five years now, I wasn't really exposed to the competitor side of things until the last, like, two years. And the second year being the year that I competed. So I never really, like, looked at competitors and what they went through and their journey to competing. Like, I watched Paige and what she went through and her whole journey, but I never really, like, analyzed, like over analyzed it until yeah. I started competing myself. And then you follow, like you follow muscle contest page and then you see other girls that are competing and this person tagged this person and you Mm. see this person's in peak week. And now you're, now you're looking at everybody who's competing. And the one thing about shows is that you never know who's going to show up. You exactly. don't, you go through 12 weeks of, of prep and you're like, I have no clue who I'm going to be standing on stage next to. So you try mm-hmm. as hard as possible to not think about it until you see these reposts on Instagram. Of course, social media <laughs> is the destroyer. It's great. Don't get me it's wrong. The devil. It's my <laughs> career, but it's the <laughs> devil. Yeah. So it's like, until you start seeing all these people posting, then, then that's when that thought comes in. It's like, well, they look really good in this photo. I don't yeah. look like that. My delts don't yeah. look like that. My abs don't look like that. My legs don't look like everything. You're psychoanalyzing absolutely everything that you're seeing on social media. But then you mm-hmm. have to remind yourself, no one's going to post a shitty photo of themselves on social media. They're going <laughs> to suck in their stomach. They're going to make sure they have a fresh pump in the gym. They're so, going to, yeah. you know, they're going to make sure they're portraying themselves the best that they can, especially if you're in prep. You want to yeah. show off your totally. physique and you want to show off like everything you've been doing. But then, and we've had this conversation too. It's like, you never know what they're going to do in three days. Your body is so fine tuned that what they look like on Monday is not what they're going to look like on Thursday. So that's like the one thing I I did that my first prep back in March. And Mm -hmm. after that, I was like, you just fucked yourself. So stop doing (laughs) that. So, um, I literally I, mute,
0: is, uh, a mute muscle contest yes, and like all of the pages that can, yeah, just for that time. And then I unmute them and keep watching, but 100. Um, so on, uh, on that note, I wanted to ask you as far as what you experienced with that, when we actually showed up to the show, did you notice that the physiques weren't necessarily what you thought they were going to be when you saw them on Instagram?
1: A hundred percent. And uh, just to make it a very general, like, uh, example, there was yeah. one person that I had seen on social media, my first show ever, I followed her. She was absolutely, she is still to this day, absolutely amazing. I compared myself to her so much that I got so in my head. I showed up to my show, ended up making friends with her without realizing it, which obviously that's <laughs> like the most important part of competing is yeah. making friends along the way. And never once did I think, wow, this girl looks better than me, or I look better than her, or never once was that feeling there. And then I realized it was her, and I was like, oh, shit. Like. You look <laughs> nothing like you do on social media, but your, your sweetheart, yeah. your physique is great. Like it, it, again, don't get me wrong, but yeah. it was the thought of comparing myself to her. Once I saw her in person was never there. She had her totally. own attributes that were in her peak. And I had my own attributes that were in my peak at the time and two completely different physiques. So it's funny exactly. to see what people portray on social media and then how you see them in person is two mm-hmm. different things.
0: hundred percent okay so let's dive into basically we did um do we do three total shows this year three or uh-huh. four? three, right okay three yeah so essentially we had that first one that was in March <clears throat> and then um you crushed that one we had you perfectly peaked for that one it was exactly what we wanted to see um mm-hmm. we built some more muscle over the following few months we got some more development and then um Essentially, as we started prepping you for that one, I attempted to bring you in a little bit softer for that show because I thought that's what the judges would be looking for. I want to know from your perspective how that felt to you going into a show, you know, like a little bit softer um, and just kind of like, did you feel like there were a lot more like doubts in your mind for that second show?
1: Yes, I definitely feel like, especially knowing what my physique was in March of 2022. So my next show after that, just for reference was November of 2022. So that was a solid chunk of time in between. Um, Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: just continuously following the shows and seeing the girls that were winning and the people who were stepping on stage and their physiques, knowing that I was coming in and not looking anything like them. Mm -hmm. I had like, there was never a ta- like i never doubted you don't get me wrong yeah. don't take no. it the wrong
0: way like no, i know I won't you take know what you're personally. talking about yeah. you um, can say anything you want on here so yeah
1: so it's <laughs> like i i like trusted you wholeheartedly and i will forever but hmm. i knew that like i was like okay i don't look like them so am i still gonna have a shot i know i came in softer in march hmm. but the girls that i'm seeing from march to november don't look soft but then i was also telling myself because, our, our, because I had one in March, I knew that the main show and our main focus was a national show for me to get on my pro card. So I yeah. was I kind of shifted my mentality in doubting myself into this is for practice. Mm-hmm. You're stepping on stage to get more experience, to be more comfortable on stage. Because like you mentioned in your last podcast, you're literally stepping on stage half naked. Being judged by people. Like, (laughs) you are in the most vulnerable state you probably will ever be in your life. Totally. One of the most. So, it was just really switching that mentality in. I'm not bringing what I think I should be bringing to this stage, but the experience and the knowledge I'm gaining and the feedback that I'm going to get is more important than actually placing first in this show or, you know, having a higher place. And then come the show being backstage and actually not being nervous. Like I wasn't nervous because I almost knew I wasn't coming in competitive. So I almost wasn't worried about what my placement was. The experience overall of that show was so gratifying because I made more friends backstage. I was more social backstage than those connections that I made at the time or, and still now to this day, meant more than placing higher in that show because I knew I didn't need
0: to place. Yeah, and I loved watching that because, um, for those of you guys listening, um, I typically go backstage with my clients depending on the client and the show itself, but Sammy's local to me, so we're able to make that happen. And it was really cool to watch her just go through that like more social experience and really like bonding with all these other competitors, different coaches, different like, it was just really cool. So I loved that aspect of it. Um, Now I wanna talk about something really fun. or at least funny to me, we're going to talk about how Sammy has something that happens to her when she gets nervous.
1: Okay. (laughs) And I didn't know this exists. Okay. So a little side note, in addition to everything that I do, I also stream on Twitch. Um, My stream name is SJXOXO. So if you guys ever want to tune in, by all means, join me, hang out. We have a lot of fun. There is something that I do on stream that people just love, and it's weird, but I don't shame. I burp a lot on stream. Like, I don't give a fuck. Like, I am just my wholehearted self when I'm on stream. So yeah. I drink energy drinks, I drink carbonated beverages, and I burp. Well, yep. on my first show, I have Kyler backstage with me, and I cannot stop burping. I am literally glammed up to the nines. Hair, makeup, yeah. tan, bikini, heels, and I am belching like a grown-ass man.
0: <laughs>
1: and I was like, Kyler's like, does this happen often? And I was like, you know, like, yeah, I do burp a lot, but never this much, never like this that. much. And I was just oh my like, gosh. literally shocked at myself like quite literally belching like a grown-ass man like you would have thought i just downed a 12 pack of beer like belches from the gut
0: like bigger than anything i have been capable of in my life
1: absurd (laughs) absurd (laughs) so then come november like it's not really happening so i'm like okay this really is a nervous thing like and i never correlated the two because when i burp on stream like I'm not nervous. Like it's just because I'm drinking carbonated drinks.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: But I was like, oh my gosh, what is happening here? Oh, we it literally it. shocked both of us.
0: I'm literally back there, and like one of the things that I do as the coach is I give them their glaze, so I like put that on for them. And so I'm there, like with my gloves on, with the glaze on, and I'm like oiling Sammy up. And then there's just like, <laughs> burr, burr, burr. And I'm like <laughs> I like All right, promise nice. I won't vomit on you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh my gosh. Okay, so wanted to just get that out there because I just think that's so entertaining. So. <laughs> Um, But one more thing uh, that I was trying to think about. Okay, so between our first show with you and our second and third, there were a few things that changed it definitely we had to get a little bit more aggressive than usual. Our calories were lower, we kept having to go lower and lower with each show. How did you feel as far as like the differences between the first show and then these last two that we just did in regards to like the protocols we had to take and being more aggressive? Was that something that you enjoyed and you liked and you you preferred that style or did you prefer the more laid back, easy going protocols?
1: I would say I kind of like oddly enough, I liked the harder Hmm. protocols because The first time I went through prep, I feel like I was so nervous, and I didn't know what to expect, and I was so, like, psychoanalyzing everything that I really couldn't enjoy the process. Like, I enjoyed the process, don't get me wrong, but, like, I was just so hyper-focused on everything, and, like... Mm -hmm it went pretty smoothly right like my body my body responded well everything that we needed to happen happened so it was like yeah. okay that wasn't as hard as i thought it was going to be so then to do it again and do it even harder and push my body even harder to limits that i didn't even know i physically could do was like really rewarding and yeah you always hear, and I, we talked about this several times. It's like, you always hear people say like, Oh, two weeks into prep, I have no carbs. And I'm like, yeah. okay. <laughs> was, I was like waiting for that, but it was like, yeah. Oh, Hey, actually I'm going to increase your carbs and you're going to eat more. And I'm like, that sounds very counterproductive, but yeah. it's like it's, it's what worked best. It's what we needed. What, you know? So yeah. I feel like and going harder. First... Go ahead.
0: Sorry, sorry. Um, I think in that first show, we didn't even take you down lower than like 1800, right? No. Oh my gosh, that's insane, thinking back on that. Like for a girl your size, to be eating 1800 calories going into a show is so impressive. (laughs)
1: Yeah, so that's what I was like waiting for this horror story. Like, And then I'm like on TikTok, hashtag peak week, and people are like, yeah, you know, 1200 calories and I'm burning, you know, 2600 in a day. Like the, the numbers that I was hearing, I was like, (laughs) was just, I was, how, what, how are you alive? Like, how are you uh, functioning? Like, you know, so it was crazy just to hear that. So to actually, have that restrictive protocol. I was like, okay, like let's fucking go. Like, I want to see what yeah. I can do. I want to see what I'm capable of. Cause I know I'm capable of, of that, you know, what we did mm-hmm. in March. So I'm like, let's push my body even harder. Like, let me challenge myself even harder because you know, why not? It was, it, I don't want to say I'll walk in the Park the first time, no. but like it was, it was easier than I expected it to be. So I was like, "Let's push my body yeah. as hard as possible." I'm like, "Are you sure we can't even go a little bit lower?" Like, you
0: know, <laughs> you kept you're asking like, me too, and I was like, like "No, no, no, hold on." You're like, uh,
1: <laughs> no, let's not actually kill you. Like, <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. Um, but yeah, I just I love that aspect of like everybody has different experiences with prep. Our bodies adapt over time, so it's like. Our first prep is going to be completely different from our second. Every single one of them is going to be completely different. So, like, for me as the coach, I really have to pay attention to those changes as they're happening so that I can properly adjust your protocols to make sure you still slide in there the way that you should. All right. So the next question that I had for you was um, you were working full time the first time around, the first prep. and i watched you change as a person i watched your mindset towards yourself your mindset towards chris uh, her husband for you guys who don't know um and just your mindset towards life in general everything changed and shifted you are no longer working that job what i want to ask is throughout your your preps did you notice those changes in yourself and i guess what changes did you notice if that makes sense <laughs>
1: Yeah, I would say my first prep, um, when I did work my nine to five, I kind of really just, uh, I made my prep my priority. Like I have family and children too, so obviously- that was always a first priority, but I kind of made that a second priority. And it was like, okay, this is my schedule. I'm waking up at four. I'm going to bed at nine. What do I have to do each hour on the hour to get this done, to make sure my family's taken care of, to make sure my job, I'm showing up for my job and then to make sure this goal that I have is being taken care of. And it was kind of like, just get it done, do what you have to do, get it done, get it over with. And I feel like that's kind of, I had touched on it a little bit the first time that, like, I didn't actually get to sit back and enjoy what I was doing. Like, I liked what I was doing while I was doing it, but no. it was almost like a, let's get it done, we have a deadline, it, and and we have to make it. So, shifting into this next prep, I did stop working in October, and my show was in November. So, I did have a couple weeks Um, the main weeks of my prep, I had a lot more free time per se. I wasn't constricted to a nine to five. I wasn't, you know, I I could spend more than 30 to 45 minutes in the gym and I didn't have to go and do cardio on my lunch break at work. So I was actually able to, and to not to mention In March, I was still doing YouTube, social media, all that kind of stuff. And I really had all intent and purpose of filming it, making YouTube videos, doing vlogs on everything that I was doing, but I was so consumed by my time that it was like, okay, just get it over with. I want to show out. Like I want to show up and show out. So what, what do I have to do to get it over with? Whereas in, for my show in November, I was actually able to spend time in the gym. I was, my workouts were more purposeful. My cardio, like I could really just hit the ground running and do it. And Mm -hmm. again, my, my, my career focused more into that social media content, creating the YouTube videos, the blogs, Mm -hmm. the everything I was writing about what I was doing. I was recording what I was doing. And that really gave me the opportunity to enjoy, like truthfully enjoy from A to Z, everything that I was doing. Mm -hmm. And like, I had the support of my husband and, and all of that kind of stuff. So it was just everything was more enjoyable. I was actually able to take time and make food that I liked eating instead of just slapping rice and ground beef in a, in a container and calling it a day because I had to run <laughs> to work. Exactly. Like every, literally everything from A to Z was so much more enjoyable. And I was like I enjoyed the fact that I could share it with everybody because mm-hmm. it's something that not the the competitive or like the competition industry is that how you would say it?
0: Um, the competition space.
1: Yeah. So the competition space isn't something that a lot of people know about or understand, and people don't share about it a lot because they're so mentally focused on what they're doing that they don't have the ability to share it. So it was so important to me to share as much as I could and enjoy the process while I was doing it.
0: Absolutely. And I, you know, I can relate to that because I fully documented my first two preps and then I haven't ever since because i'm just so focused and like yeah. with work being crazy so i totally feel that but for those of you guys listening like just understand like sandy's no joke like <laughs> raising a family while working that full-time job while prepping for a show while doing all of these things it was insane to watch to be honest so just wanted to throw that in there but um yeah other than that sam is there anything else you want to touch on or you know um discuss today on this podcast
1: uh no, I no. think that's about it. I mean, we have our our intentional growth phase right now. yeah. Yes. Because if I say if I say off season, my mind is just like do whatever you want.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, let's and actually talk about that real quick. Like we're in that yeah. growth phase right now, and we got to get you some size before we get you ready for another show. Um, we're aiming for the summer, and that's super exciting. Yes. We're gonna do another national show um you've definitely put on some size in the best ways possible and uh we're moving in the right direction so um but real quick that off-season mentality thing I love that um when you have it when you think of it as the off-season just talk about briefly how that makes you feel in comparison to referring to it as a growth or improvement phase
1: yeah. So this happened to me last year too, because from March to November, that is a very big difference. And within that time frame, I also got married. I had a wedding to plan. So the going from prioritizing this prep to an off season, it was okay. Now you have a break do everything else that you need to do everything else that you put off this, the last 12 weeks that you were in prep. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do feel like I didn't grow as much as I could have from March to November, because I kind of put, you know, bodybuilding on the back burner and life and everything else in the forefront, which, you know, rightfully so, but yeah. I'm still a competitor. So it was, there was this off balance, right? So now going into this growth season, it's, there is a purpose for this, right? You're not off of what you're doing. You're growing. So your season is meant for growing, not to take a, take time off. It's not PTO. Like you're not on vacation. (laughs) You're literally growing. So to give it a different name, it's kind of that mentality switch of there is a purpose for what you're doing right now, not just time off and a free for all
0: yeah i love that i think that's really good for people to hear too and uh, to start using for themselves because that's mm-hmm. we always say off season but in reality if you're a competitor who's taking it seriously you're never off
1: never taking and time always off. Yeah.
0: always have to keep moving forward so
1: yeah
0: all right sam go ahead and let everybody know where they can find you every social platform you've got
1: Yeah, um, so if you guys want to follow my fitness aspect of everything, it's sammyjoe.com has my blogs, my YouTube, all of my social channels there. Uh, Instagram, it's sammyjoe underscore. Yes, Yes. it's sammyjoe with an underscore um, is my Instagram. You guys can find me all on there. I am sharing a lot more, posting a lot more, um, and being a lot more intentional with the things that I'm posting.
0: Boom, and you're crushing it so all right well thank you sammy for joining me today thank you everyone for listening um that's it so we will see you in the next one all right awesome thank you